Preaching Donkey has been around a long time, ever since 2014. And in all these years, I have somewhat shifted my ideas on how long a sermon should be. When I first started Preaching Donkey, I was of the mind that the shorter, the better. And in this article, I argue for that. However, I have changed a little bit over time where I think so much less of this has to do with how long a sermon is, but so much more to do with how interesting and powerful a sermon is, which could go longer in a lot of cases. But I still want to revisit this article that I wrote that I felt very strongly about back in August of 2014. And I want to see what I still think about this topic because how long you preach is an important discussion to have with your church, with your leadership, with your preaching team. It's an important thing to consider. How long are you actually going to preach and be consistent with it? So we're going to dive into it. How long should a sermon be? Is shorter better? Is longer better? We're gonna get into all that in today's podcast. If you're new here, this is the Preaching Donkey Podcast. My name is Lane, I am your humble host. I'm so thrilled and humbled that you would stop by to hang out with me today. Cannot wait to get into today's topic. But before we get started, I wanna put something in your hands for free as a way to say thank you for stopping by today. If you go to preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days, you can pick up my free 21 day guide to creating killer sermons. This is a three week, three step process that will walk you through how to create and deliver a compelling life changing message. So whether you've been preaching for a long time and you're looking for some fresh and new ideas or you're just starting out in your preaching ministry and you're trying to find any resource you can, there's something in here for you. Go to preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days and pick it up there totally for free. All right, so why shorter sermons are almost always better. This was my argument that I made in 2014. Shorter sermons are almost always better. You might say, well, Matt Chandler speaks for an hour and he has hundreds of thousands of people listening to him. Interesting little factoid here. I want to mention this. So in 2014, when I first started preaching donkey, there were lots of different preachers that I enjoyed watching and only a very few of them are still in ministry or still have the same church that they had when I started because of scandals and moral failings and all kinds of things. They either lost their church or lost being a pastor or both. And some of them are back and some of them aren't. It's kind of a sad thing. But Matt Chandler is one of the few as of the time that I'm recording this. He's still around at the same church and there's been no moral failing and that's pretty cool. So you might say, well, Matt Chandler speaks for an hour and he has hundreds of thousands of people listening to him. Okay, sure, but he's engaging, insightful, and a captivating communicator. Not everyone can do what Matt Chandler does. All right, I want to mention something here. It's a little uh, condescending of me to say that. The, the, the 2022 version of me is somewhat embarrassed by the 2014 version of me. The 2014 version of me said, but he's engaging and insightful and a captivating communicator. As if to say, you're not, <laughs> which is a rude, that's a rude thing to say. Like that's kind of a unnecessary rude thing to say. You may be just as engaging, just as insightful, and just as captivating as Matt Chandler. He doesn't have the market cornered on that kind of thing. So I want to apologize for what I said my former self said. Not everybody can do though what Matt Chandler does. The argument still stands. Not everybody can speak for an hour and be engaging with it. But even if you can do all of those things for an hour, it doesn't mean you should. 
Few public speakers can keep an audience's attention for that long. Few should even try. All right, I wanna mention something here. Few public speakers can keep an audience's attention for an hour. Do you believe that's true? What have you seen? I would love if you're watching on YouTube, go down and comment. Who do you know that is a public speaker that you could sit there and listen to them for a solid 60 minutes and be kind of paying attention and enthralled the whole time. The whole time. I think that's interesting. Now, the argument that I make here is that few should even try. Few people should try to speak for an hour in a church setting. And I give three reasons why. Number one, you don't need to say everything in a single sermon. Now, this is still true. Regardless of how long you speak, you don't need to say everything. We often think back on a sermon and we ask ourselves, did I say all the words that I needed to say? The better question is, did they hear what they need to hear so they can do something with it? Part of the reason you may speak for a long time is because you think you need to say everything, everything that you could possibly point out that's in a given passage, everything that a Greek word could mean, everything you learned in your study, everything that's on your mind that day. If you are saying everything, then I can promise you that your audience is not hearing what they need to hear. Saying everything is a great way to ensure your listeners are hearing nothing. Saying everything is a great way to say nothing at all. So let's walk back through this. Number one, I think that a massive and key change that you can make in the way that you approach preaching is to change the question that you ask in your mind from, did I say what I needed to say? Did I say the words that I prepared? Did I say everything the right way? Did I tell that story in the cool way that I, that I practiced? And shift that question from that, did I say what I need to say, to did they hear what they need to hear so they can do something with it? That's a very key distinction. And if that's the question, if I'm asking what did they actually hear so they can do something with it, then I am only going to say the things that they need to hear and do something with. And I can't say everything. I need to say the select few things that make the biggest and strongest and deepest impact. So you don't need to say everything in a single sermon. And by the way, this is true whether you preach for 30 minutes or 50, it's just the truth. Number two, you write a better sermon when you have a time limit. I still believe this is true. The only difference I would say is that your time limit can be whatever it needs to be. If it's 45 minutes, which in most cases is a pretty long sermon. If it's 20 minutes, which in most cases is a pretty short sermon. If it's an hour, which in most cases is a really long sermon, it doesn't matter if you have a time limit then you write a better sermon. I'm gonna tell you why. It is way harder to write a sermon when there is a hard time limit. But it's a much, much better product if you put in the work and stick to the limit. If you have an open-ended, ramble all you want kind of situation, you will probably take it. You're a preacher, right? Preachers like to talk. Preachers like to have people listen to them talk. Preachers like to listen to themselves talk. I'm talking right now, right? Like we all love to talk. So given the opportunity to keep talking, most preachers take it. Your sermon has a much clearer focus when you know you have a time limit and you can only say what is worthy of entering this sermon. This is huge. You have to make decisions. You have to cut things out. You have to put things aside to the next one. You have to decide what is absolutely essential 
for this particular sermon. And that's a really important thing. If it's open-ended, the temptation is just to throw the kitchen sink at it, which ends up being not as effective as of a sermon. It doesn't pack as tight of a punch. It's not as impactful. People don't really walk away feeling like they have a clear understanding of what you were trying to say. You don't have as clear as a focus because it's undisciplined and it's indiscriminate. You can just say whatever you want. When you have a time limit and you're working within that limit when you're preparing, you have to make decisions. This is why when you go see a movie and it's 90 minutes, they probably had 200 minutes, 220 minutes of content, maybe more, that they recorded and had to work with. But they got it down to 90 minutes, not because they had to, not every not every movie's 90 minutes, some movies go way longer than that. But if they were working under that standard kind of basic time frame of about 90 minutes, then they know they can only fit the absolute best stuff in there. Another example would be TV shows. A TV show is 22 minutes without commercials. And even though commercials are kind of not an issue anymore, a lot of people, a lot of places stick with about a 22 minute thing for an, a half hour show for a sitcom. But if you look at any of the deleted scenes of shows, it might go 30 minutes worth of content that they recorded, but they could only fit 22 minutes in there. That hard time limit makes it so that they can only fit the best of what they have. Anything that doesn't contribute to the plot, anything that is just kind of funny but not really working, it all goes away. It all gets on the editing room floor. You would do well, I would do well to view our sermons similarly. That there is a hard time limit and only the best, only the most impactful, only the most relevant, only the things that tie directly to this message and its bottom line are going to make it into the message. I'm telling you, trust me on this one, it will pack a much tighter punch and be way more effective for you. Number three, you kill what you said earlier by continuing to say what you're saying now. Okay, think about this. So imagine that someone is in your audience, someone is in your congregation, one of your listeners. This is what they might be saying to you towards the last 20 minutes of your message. They might say something like this, all that great stuff you said at the beginning of your sermon. Yeah, you're pretty much killing it at the end by continuing to ramble about whatever it is that you're rambling about. I can't remember anything you said at the beginning of your sermon. I'm thinking about lunch. I see you're still saying words, but I am not listening. We would not have this problem if you would have stopped talking 10 minutes ago. This is your fault. It may seem harsh to put it this way, but your message is way too important to risk losing everyone because you can't stop talking. You reach a point of diminishing returns where your people have checked out and you're talking to yourself. What I'm suggesting is to have the discipline to communicate your message and let it be. Then let the Holy Spirit do his work in the lives of your listeners. I think this is still true. Again, whether you decide that your sermon is going to be short or your sermon is going to be long, your words still need to be purposeful. And if you ever reach a point in your message where you don't feel a sense of urgency to say what you're saying, or you start to realize that you're just repeating the same kind of summary of your message that you already said, but you just continue talking because you don't know how to land the plane, that's when you know it's too long. And this is why my argument back then was have a shorter time frame and it will solve this problem. 
What I say now is similar. It's that have the discipline to solve this problem, even if you don't reduce the time of your sermon. It could still be 45 minutes, but don't ramble at the end. Really make a purposeful ending to your message. These are my reasons for going from 35 minutes to a hard 30-minute time limit. Again, this was 2014. I no longer have a 30-minute time limit. I think it's a little bit restrictive. I might go 35 or 40, but I'm going to decide a hard time limit when I prepare. It has been uh, tough to prepare for shorter sermons and stick to it, but the payoff is huge. That was what I felt back then. I did 30 minutes for a long time. I think it was helpful. I think it trained me how to be disciplined in my preparation, but I no longer do it because I don't see this issue the same way. But it is a really good exercise to set a limit. So let's say that right now you're used to going 40 or 45 minutes in your message. It's still a really good exercise to say, what if I only have 35 minutes? and give yourself 35 minutes. Say, I'm gonna cut five or 10 minutes off of this, so when I prepare, I have to prepare with 35 minutes in mind. If I do that, then what happens is, I can't say everything, right? I'm gonna write a better sermon because only the best stuff is gonna fit. And number three, when I'm preaching, I'm not just gonna ramble on for as long as I want because I've got to land the plane, I have a limit. You put all those together, I think you're gonna pack a tighter punch, and I think it's going to leave room for you to stop talking, for me to stop talking, and the Holy Spirit to begin to speak to your listeners because of what you said from God's word. I think that's a much better approach. I kind of agree with what I said years ago with a few caveats. The point is, be purposeful, be intentional, and make sure that none of what you're saying is wasted. I want to hear what you think in the comments below. I know that a lot of people have a lot of different views on this, so please share. Keep it friendly. Let me know if you're listening on one of the many different podcast players that we're on. I would love to get a review from you. A five-star review would be awesome. Until next time, remember, if God can speak through a donkey, he can speak through you, and he can speak through me. We'll see you next time here at the Preaching Donkey Podcast. Thank you.